Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers. I am so excited to be here with you today, sharing some beautiful and expansive wisdom. Before we get into the meat of this episode, I'd love to take this opportunity to share with you a couple of new incredible offerings, one of which is Turned On By Life. This is a self-paced online course to take you from wanting, wishing, and waiting to turned on by life itself. I love this course because it encourages the participants to explore different modalities, including pieces of spiritual intimacy, embodiment, mindset, and artistic expression to create your own tantric lifestyle. Creating a tantric lifestyle has been so key for me in building a life that I am truly obsessed with. Uh, you know, to me, it all starts with this energy, this energy that brought us into the world is the energy that touches every part of our life because it is innately who we are. So this course is all about harnessing this inner power for a pleasure filled life that feels so juicy. You're left overflowing with purposeful desire. So this opportunity can be found at www.talktantratome.com. And then click on the work with me tab. And another offering that can be found at the same exact place is the business magnetism mentorship. This mentorship is for you. If you are desiring to step into purpose with the full confidence and assuredness of your gifts, we need your gifts. We need your light. We need as many expansive and awakened souls as possible to step into leadership, to create evidence of new earth in their lives, relationships, and businesses. So if you have a new or slow growing business or desire to start a business in the healing or expansive modalities, and you have this big vision, but are not really sure where to start or if it's even possible or just finding yourself you know, working against yourself, maybe you have imposter syndrome or an inner critic, I am here to help you get out of your own way. So for more information on that opportunity, again, www.talktantratome.com slash work with me. If you are new here, it is so great to have you. And if you are a loyal listener, welcome back. And would love to hear your thoughts in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. If you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. 
Today, I am presenting a perspective shift for you. And maybe it's not quite a shift. Maybe it's something that you've already been prescribed to, but a more conscious approach to doing so. But essentially, it has to do with edges versus boundaries. And I think that uh, something such as boundaries is a concept that is relatively new to humanity in terms of consciously asking for things like consent. And um, not that consent has never been a thing before, but just, you know, you're hearing a lot more about things like consent conversation, especially in the more um, conscious communities, the kink communities, the spiritual communities, etc. And I think it's amazing. And I'm obsessed with this. And I'm a firm, firm believer of having boundaries and having strong boundaries. In fact, to me, if someone says they don't have any boundaries, I question them <laughs> and say, come up with one, come up with a boundary. Um, I think it's really good to get in touch with your boundaries and to figure out what those are. And that's not necessarily the whole topic of today. The topic of today is actually talking about what does it mean to push your edges versus cross your boundaries, right? So I want to kind of just recognize what really is a boundary in my definition. And again, this is my perspective. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say something along the lines of, if these words resonate with you, amazing. Take them, adopt them in your life. You don't need to credit me. Just go for it. Um, Whereas if something doesn't resonate with you, amazing. Great. That gave you greater clarity as to what you actually believe in, even if it's, I don't believe in that. Right. And I want to say amazing for you. And if it's something that's triggering you though, if you're triggered by something that I say, that might be an invitation to dig a little deeper into your why. Why is that bothering you so much? Maybe there's a part of you that um, is not fully clear, right? Ideally, if you don't agree with something, you should, and I say should in air quotes, you should be able to say good for her, not for me, right? Um, and if you can't say that, then that would be my suggestion to dig, dig a little deeper and see what else is there for you. That being said, to me, um, what are boundaries? Mm. having a little sip of my, my little evening or afternoon, um, chai latte. So, um, (laughs) boundaries are like a fence, right? Boundaries are a masculine structure. So if you were to go, if I were to say to someone, please go dance wildly with this blindfold on at the edge of a cliff, you would be, that person or whoever I ordered, would be (laughs) tiptoeing around, not dancing wildly. They would be like, oh, where's the edge of that cliff? I don't want to fall off. So I'm going to dance really contained. I'm going to stay really tight in in my own space rather than having the freedom to dance wildly. Whereas if I, as the masculine structure said, dance at this cliff, I'm going to put a fence here. I'm going to create a boundary. So you know that this is, it's safe in here and you're not going to go off the edge. So now that I, that you have this boundary, this fence, 
you feel so much safer to go crazy and wild within that space. Boundaries, you know, aside from the contrary belief, boundaries uh, many people feel are putting a limitation or are um, keeping keeping us from being spontaneous and, and exploring wildly. When in reality, boundaries are the thing that create the safety to explore, to be wild, to try new th- things. So what is a boundary? A boundary is a structure that's really there to create safety and space for spontaneity. And another way to think of boundaries, oftentimes we think of the boundary as the no. Boundary can also be the yes. But um, one of my mentors and is Frank Mondoze, who I've had on the podcast a few times. And at ISTA, which is the International School of Temple Arts, They've got an amazing program if you're interested in um, diving into that. But one of the things that they said is when they were teaching about boundaries and owning your no, is that the no is the riverbank for your yes to flow. Again, that no, that boundary is the container for movement, for fluidity, for the feminine expression. When I work with my clients, the first time, whenever I'm doing, well, not even for the first time, before any in-person session or experience, I sit down with my clients and we do a conversation about needs, preferences, and boundaries. And the intention of that conversation is so that we have this container in which we know what is allowed, what is expected, what is desired, so that we're able to be more present. If we don't talk about things like our preferences or our boundaries or our needs before stepping into a very vulnerable situation, we're going to be in our heads the whole time thinking, um, and, and I'm speaking particularly in a um, in 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 a uh, erotic context, maybe, or even in a just generally speaking vulnerable context, um, but. If we don't talk about these things, we'll be thinking in our heads, you know, ooh, is is this okay? Does he like this? Or can I touch her here? Is that allowed? And when we're in our heads that much, we're not able to be really present for the experience and for the sensation or the healing that is available. Because we're so distracted by, is this okay? Is all right? I'd rather her do this or that or whatever it is, right? So when we have these conversations and we um, talk about our boundaries, we're actually then able to be really present to then dance within what is available. You know, my partner and I actually waited a month before we had sex for the first time. And I talk all about that in episode 86 called Conscious Celibacy. But essentially, we waited a whole month to have to have um, penis and vagina intercourse. We did a lot of other things, though. And we slowly... We essentially what we did is we slowly pushed our edges, which I'll be getting into shortly. But um, essentially, 
When we set our boundaries and we talk about our preferences and our needs, then we know this is the space that I have to dance within, right? And we start to get creative to start to explore the body and do things in different ways that allow really novel, beautiful, unexpected, glorious humanity to come through. So boundaries can actually be an invitation for newness, for beauty, for spontaneity. And I'd love to offer that as a reframe. Now let's get into edges. What are edges? So I like to say an edge is an invitation. An edge is an invitation. When we hit our boundary, our boundary is an edge, but it's also not. It's almost like, okay, so if we have that fence, let's go back to the fence metaphor. You say, here's my boundary. It's this fence. It is the edge of my boundary. Here it is. Could I push my boundary back a little bit further? Could I push this edge so that my boundary is now giving me even more spaciousness? Is there an invitation for me to go deeper, to create more space by gently feeling out this edge? Let me go to this edge of my awareness or this experience or my safety. And let me just see, hmm, I see that this is the edge of my boundary, but there's another six feet before the cliff. And I'm seeing some cool, beautiful space for me to dance. What would happen if I moved this edge, if I pushed this edge back a foot? Huh. Oh, wow. With so much more spacious as a whole foot. This is beautiful. Let me feel it. Oh, wow. I love this. I'm so happy that I pushed that edge, right? Because it created all of this spaciousness. Let me see if I can push that edge a little further. Let me go two more feet. Oh, wow. Now there's three feet before the cliff. It's getting a little, getting a little edgy. We're getting, we're cutting a little close, but now there's even more spaciousness, but that's as far as I want to go today. I don't need to go any closer to that cliff, right? So where do we push our edges? When is it a good time to push your edge? And this is not something that I'm talking about just in sexual situations, right? I personally believe that it is really a value to you to do the thing that you're the most afraid of, but in a very safe, held, contained way. So this is a very impromptu uh, (laughs) recording, which I'm absolutely loving. I'm doing more and more of these and I hope you guys are enjoying them too. But here I am just sitting my coffee, sipping my coffee and sitting in my living room and offering this transmission. So do the thing you're the most afraid of. I have made this a spiritual practice of mine. And I recognize that every time I've done the thing that I'm the most afraid of, it has led to the most transformative periods of my life. However, every time I have done them, I have created a lot of structure to 
make it a safe space to do so. So let's do a non-sexual example, actually. I used to have this really nomadic, uh, exciting, beautiful life in which I was a digital nomad and I worked online and I traveled the world. And I was not making very much money at this time. I was pretty broke. But the cool thing was, is I had this, I had this um, location independent lifestyle that meant that I would live in places that had a very low cost of living. And they were weird places, guys. It was like Romania and the Republic of Georgia, South Africa, which isn't that weird. It's actually amazing. I love South Africa, but it's just like not a common place that you hear people go like, oh, I'm living and traveling abroad. I'm going to Romania. I'm going to the Republic of Georgia, right? And that actually felt really safe for me. Felt super safe for me because I knew that the, um, like I knew, I knew how that I knew the process of like landing in a new place, setting myself up. And I knew that it was going to be really affordable. So I wasn't going to have to push my edge very much in terms of like providing for myself and stepping up. Right. It was my comfort zone. It was actually my comfort zone to be this nomadic traveler living all over the place. And at a certain point though, I, I got a lot from that period of my life. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about taking care of myself. I learned a lot about what I need. And near the end of that, I started to realize what I really needed was roots. And what I really, really needed was community. And I had recently gone to LA for the first time and LA terrified me. I felt like everyone there was super rich and came from wealthy families and was running these really cool businesses and were like creators and like just so above my caliber in my mind. Like I was like, I'm, I couldn't live there. I just don't belong. I'm not worthy of that. That's not, I didn't grow up in that environment. I don't understand it. It terrified me. And (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Guess what I had to do? So at the time I was living in the Republic of Georgia and my rent was like $300 a month. My expenses were like less than a K a month in total. And I knew that it wasn't, that lifestyle wasn't creating growth for me anymore. And I needed, I needed to make a change. And I kept feeling this pull to LA, like this was like this whispering in my ear. You need to move to LA. You need to move to LA. And I was like, I absolutely cannot do that. That's terrifying. Um, so terrifying. And in the end, what I ended up doing was I ended up creating safety around that decision. So I ended up, um, reaching at the time I was doing some freelance work. So I ended up looking for clients in LA and creating a few opportunities that made me feel a little bit more connected to the land there. I also, uh, created a timeline for it. I knew it was going to be really expensive. I knew that my expenses were going to minimum quadruple, minimum. So <laughs> I, I I knew what I had in my, my accounts. And I had also had already experienced in the past maxing out my credit cards and paying them off. So I was like, I have evidence of what I, what I can spend and what I can do and what I can get myself out of. So I'm going to go for three months. And if at the end of those three months, if I've maxed out my credit cards and I'm completely drowning and it's not working in LA, then I will go right back to my nomadic lifestyle. I'll move to Turkey. 
I love turkey and it's cheap. It's great. So that's what I decided to do. I created this safety. I made commitments to how can I do this in a way that um, I'm able to measure if it's working for me or not. If that edge is like, I'm going to push that edge just a little bit at a time, right? And feel into it every step of the way. And I'm going to create other support structures so that I feel comfortable with this decision and know that I can always reel that. I can always reel that edge back in as well. It's like a rubber band. So that's what I did. I moved to LA. It was the scariest thing I could have done. It was very edgy for me at the time. And guess what? It changed my fucking life. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. It's where I found a community around Tantra. It's where I started doing this work. And I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't have moved to that place. It's where I got all my first clients who had disposable incomes to afford what I do and to support me in this. It's where I found community and got my first, you know, podcast guests, all of these things, right? You know, and and then I want to kind of recognize that how we do one thing is how we do everything as above. So below is the, is the philosophy that we talk about a lot in Tantra and in many spiritual modalities. And so I want to give an example in reference to like a sexual setting. Right. And I have to say the things I'm doing now in my sexual practice are so far beyond my boundaries of like three or four years ago that it's, insanity to me. Like the things I'm doing now with my partner and with other partners and in the bedroom are so freaking edgy and I love it, but it was a slow build. And I put myself in containers that created safety for me to push those edges. And the first way that I pushed those edges were with myself I didn't go straight out and find a man to put something in my ass. (laughs) I started with myself. I started massaging externally. Like, you know, like the first time I I even remember the first time I, hmm, (laughs) there's so many stories I could tell guys. I love this. Um, the, when I first started understanding like anal, I was like, oh my God, I would never let anyone touch my butt. That's disgusting. Gross. And as I started to heal that part of myself and to explore and to push that edge, it was, well, first, let me just like lightly graze my anus (laughs) and then let me explore myself playing with this area and then maybe inserting something myself. And then let me invite my partner in. The next edge is I'm going to invite my partner in to watch. And then the next edge is, oh, partner, why don't you maybe touch this space a little bit and building and building and building, right? It's like slowly pushing that edge one thing at a time and creating a lot of safety within yourself and knowing that at any time, if it's like a no, you're going to honor that boundary. I think that's also really important is making the commitment to yourself to honor the boundary. I like to say that boundaries are really an act of love. They're an act of love to yourself and they are an act of love to the other person. So you definitely need to make that commitment. In my opinion, I hate to say need, it's a need of mine 
to be in integrity with myself and to be sovereign, to make the commitment to uphold those boundaries with myself. The really beautiful thing about boundaries is that they're actually an act of self-love. When you set a boundary, you are loving yourself. You are telling yourself that you're worthy of having your boundaries, you know, respected and that you are worth being honored and um, prioritized and you're worthy of feeling safe. And you are also, anyone that you are setting that boundary with, you're also giving them the gift of communicating with them how to love you in a way that you can actually receive it. If they're trying to interact with you beyond your boundary, then you're not going to be able to receive whatever attention they're wanting to give you from a safe and integrative place. So you're actually giving them the gift of loving you more authentically, which is super fucking powerful. That being said, again, there's this invitation to work with your edges, to push those edges. And that's where real expansion happens. The edge can be the portal into expansion, into healing, into a new reality. So my homework for you guys at the end of this episode is to consider some of those places that you've set hard boundaries and to consider, is there an edge with this boundary that I'm willing to push, to feel into? And it could be sexually, it could be in your relationships, it could have to do with your purpose or your place in the world. But definitely give it a go. And if you do it, when you do it, please shoot me a message. Let me know how it goes. You can reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email, whatever works for you. Regardless, I want to express my gratitude to you, the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to, you know, hear your thoughts and your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day. And I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta.